beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Beautiful humans, or should I say beautiful birds? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Zach Grippy. This one is especially for the birds because it's kind of nerdy. I just recorded one of my episodes called God's Hand, and I, you know, I just enjoyed recording. I really wanted to record an extra episode for you today for when maybe, who knows, I'm out of town or it's a slow week and I just wanted to drop a little gem to let you know that, hey, uh, this is for you. Uh, I still care about you. Uh, I just can't, didn't have an opportunity to record for the week, you know. Uh, I'm still uh, walking with God, don't worry. I'm still on the faith faith journey, and uh, I'm still pursuing a life of telling people about Jesus. So uh, this is actually an assignment that I wrote for my school. Uh, it was one of my final um, you know, papers due uh, before I graduated, uh, and I'm so excited because as I'm recording this, I go to graduate in, I think... I think it's like one week from, oh my goodness, I'll be graduated one week from today. I'll officially be graduated one week from today, Uh, six days exactly uh, from today, Uh, and I'm so excited. Wow, Uh, it came quick, you know, I just finished school about three weeks ago, and uh, it felt nice because that's just another thing off my plate, so I can have more time to, you know, work on the land and be with my kids and work on my speeches and my, my writing business and uh, putting the book out and all that, like it freed up so much time to the point where that was like the victory, you know, for a few weeks where I was just like, woohoo, like I did it, you know, and now the victory is going to come with it, you know, like the, uh, the plaque, you know, and like the, Hey, you did this. And like, here's your license to minister in Texas. Enjoy, you know, like, Hey, here's some ministry opportunities. If you're interested, I don't know, you know, like it's crazy. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, I write speeches now for a living, but who knows, man, who knows what doors are going to open next, you know, and uh, I'm always going to be a writer, but at the same time, like, yo, uh, I rather tell people about Jesus, you know, any day of the week than, you know, write speeches, you know, I, I love what I do, but also like, Hey, God's, God's bigger than me, you know, and, uh, his plan for my life is bigger than, you know, what I think, you know, so we're going with the flow right now being very fluid, as I kind of talked about in one of my episodes called uh, Waking Up Early with the Birds. It's so important when you have, you know, something that you're pursuing, that you're very fluid and you're open and you let God open the doors for you and you don't try to strong arm your way into anything that isn't for you or from God. All right. So uh, super excited about this episode just because it's something kind of um, spontaneous. And I just wanted to share with you guys uh, this book and kind of just talk about the book that I read and kind of just talk about the ideas that were uh, really presented in the book, and um, I kind of wish I read it more uh, thoroughly. Um, I didn't read it like I've read other books. I kind of read, you know, half of it, and then the other uh, chapters I was, you know, kind of pulling from based on just uh, writing this paper. Uh, so, not going to say I read the entire book, but also um, the book had a lot of good stuff in it when I was reading through it to write this paper. So, hey, ball out, right? All right, so we're going to go over the book book review, and we're going to talk about it as we read it. All right, let's dive in. Simply Christian is a book written by N.T. Wright, who focuses on biblical answers rather than evangelical answers. Without turning his back on evangelicalism, 
which why do they have to make that word so difficult evangelical why does that to sound like it comes from the magic kingdom right i mean i guess it is the kingdom of god it's, i guess it should sound like that i'm just salty because i can't say it all right so N.T. Wright came to believe that evangelical tradi traditions was in need of re-examination in the light of scripture on a number of issues. He's a strong voice in the Christian culture that rebukes the idea of liberalism. About time. Can we finally get more believers to rebuke liberalism? Can I get an amen, somebody? I'm sorry. You can't believe what you believe about the womb and be of God. Okay and is against a number of aspects of Roman Catholicism. He is known to question traditional positions in the light of scripture, and this has made his works fascinating to read and reflect on. He is an author of over 70 books and is highly regarded as an English New Testament scholar, a Pauline theologian, which means he studies the epistles, and an uh, Angelican bishop. I don't know what that means, sorry. Uh, a man with many years of in-depth studies has challenged the ideas of the literal rapture and has also been a big advocate for theological matters such as justification, woman's ordination, and life after death. Which I would like to do some research, and I meant to do this, about what his viewpoints on women's uh, uh, ordination was, because that's an interesting topic to me, uh, and I'd love to know what he thinks and uh, how he correlates that with scripture and uh, his stance on it. You know, So that was a little uh, synopsis of who he is as an author. And then we get into the summary of the book that we were assigned, right? So L.T. Wright opens with a powerful question about justice and righteous on earth. He examines a truth that we are all living in, saying that we all want things to be made right. Some of us feel more strongly about this reality than others, but without a doubt, there is an internal logging for the justice that seems further away the more times the earth rotates around the sun. And keep in mind, your boy wrote all this, all right? Uh, it's been said that the goal of all human endeavors is to be happy at home, right? That's kind of like a, a pursuit. And I think that we've really seen that since COVID happened about getting your house in order. Be happy at home. It makes a lot of sense, right? But in many parts of the world, families are actually tearing themselves apart. Gentleness, kindness, forgiveness, sensitivity, thoughtfulness, generos generosity, humility, and good old-fashioned love have gone out of fashion. We don't need love. We got the metaverse. <laughs> N.T. Wright unpacks this inner truth and brings in the echo of a voice that speaks to us. And this was probably my favorite part of his book. And when I say I wrote this, I'm, you know, obviously there's there's quotes that he says, and this is one of his quotes and what his beliefs are in the book. Uh, this voice was not this voice not only speaks to us, but cares very much about this present world, our present selves and who has made us and the world for a purpose for which will indeed involve justice, things being put to put made right and uh, ourselves being put to oh, I said that. Oh, no, I didn't say it twice. He wrote it twice. Why did he write that twice? N.T. Wright. Indeed involved justice, things being put to rights, ourselves being put to rights, and the world being rescued at last. Right? We all have this inner thing that wants that for us, and we realize that that inner voice is right here. God is now. God isn't in the past. You know, obviously the Old Testament and the New Testament are in the past, but God is the living word right now. All right. So with that in mind, the comedy and the tragedy of life both reflect things being out of order. Laughter and tears are a good index of being human and put on full display how broken the world truly is since sin has entered mankind. Despite the new world being born after Jesus' resurrection and giving us ultimate celebration, there is still a heaviness of sorrow that exists for billions of people who don't know Christ. You think he's talking about liberalism right there? <laughs> 
we perceive the West, right? All right. Lock it, lock in with me again. Jokes, jokes make it kind of go along in a smooth, fun way. Uh, we perceive jokes are kind of truth though. All right. Anyway, we perceive, <laughs> we perceive the West as a Christian nation, yet we are seeing fewer people believe in Christ here and a steady increase in believers in Africa and Southeast Asia, which is a huge mis- misconception, right? Cause we're perceived as that Christian nation. You know, a lot of people would say that as well. Uh, and we were definitely founded on Christian faith for sure. Our, um, thinking George Washington, super strong man of faith, you know, prayed to God before like every war or, or <laughs> before every moment in battle to like make sure we get that freedom as people. Uh, man, it's, it's a crazy story. Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, George Washington stuff because Noah's being homeschooled right now. Uh, so it's been really cool to kind of like learn about Buddy. Like he was a savage. Like he was a, he was like attacking tr- uh, like armies that were bigger than his uh, on Christmas night when it was like dead cold out and like his his uh a lot of his men like would would freeze in battle essentially, you know. But that's how much of like a yo we have to attack when they're not expecting it anyway. Uh, so there's a lot more to him than just that. And I use probably one of the weirdest things to say as a way of showing he's a man of God. But he really was. I promise. Do your own research on that. I don't really want to talk about that, right? So, but despite the facts, I just went on that rabbit hole, and, and then I'm like, I don't really want to talk about it. Despite the facts, the Christian faith gets attached to all the negative things the West decides to do culturally and globally. This is a huge fact, y'all, especially when you go around the world and you see uh, the perception of Americans and the Christian faith because of Americans. Oh, boy. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do uh, to get people right with the kingdom of God. All right. That's why, you know, I truly don't believe, you know, it says said in the Bible that Christ is coming back for a spotless uh, bride. Right. He's coming back for a spotless bride. And I don't know. I don't think we're there yet. And I think a lot of things have to happen that are going to have to make people, you know, fall to their knees and turn their face to God for that revival to actually come through. And I don't feel like we're there yet. Uh, I feel like we got a lot of um, a lot of things to go down first before that actually happens. We've gotten way too comfortable um, with in humanity and in our faith and just, you know, trying to strong arm everything and uh, even just the things we, we say we believe. And, you know, a lot of lukewarmness for sure. Uh, a lot of people who aren't really in the faith that, that they were never really with us in the first place. You know, kind of like how we talked about on that salvation episode uh, that Olivia and Mikey uh, were on with me. If you haven't checked that one out, please do. Super funny conversation and uh, super deep and insightful and Holy Spirit moved big time. So go check that episode if you haven't yet. Uh, let's get back to this one. Hopefully you're enjoying this one. But this in turn has limited the reach of Western Christians and their passion for justice. So what they're saying is like, yo, the way we're perceived has actually really limited the reach of Western Christians and their passion for justice, which leads to a slowdown in gospel spreading and dims the beacon of light that we were once were for the rest of the fallen world. This is the essential point that Wright makes in this opening chapter. The echo of a voice calls us to seek justice and we must be prepared to risk our lives out of the passion that it sustains. Jesus is that voice that became human and did what he had to do to bring about it. It's inevitably on us, his followers, to continue his movement and pursue justice. That's a huge point of this book is like, yo, it's on us to keep his word going. It's on us to keep his name alive. You know, and I was talking about on a previous episode of God's Hand about somebody called Frederick Nietzsche. And he talks about a lot. He's a philosopher that says, you know, God is dead because we humans killed him. And not to say that God is dead, period, you know, not to take that blanket statement and just run with it. But the book has misconstrued that a lot in the Christian faith. And I just kind of want to bring that to the surface as well, that um, a lot of things that are the way they are are because of us and our lack of faith and our lack of picking up our cross and our lack of um, obeying the commandments of God and 
Uh, it shows just the depravity of man and then this fallen nature of man that even, you know, 2,000 years later, like, we're further away from the cross than we've ever been before. Ooh. Ooh. So we got to be, we got to, ooh, we need to, we need to call on the Lord big time for that one. Surrender it all, baby. All right, let's get back to it. That voice has been suppressed. The echo of the voice has been suppressed over the years and our thirst for spirituality has been replaced with distractions, entertainment, and material possessions. Our needs have been met by money printing, extreme excess, and man's ingenuity. The last 200 years have been paved with concrete and our inner springs have been subdued. Humanity must get back to discovering spirituality as well as feeling and expressing the presence of God in our daily lives. American culture has turned to self-help books and some sort of do-it-yourself project rather than laying it down at the feet of Jesus and relying on the Lord's goodness and power. N.T. Wright then goes on to discuss how we know so little about what we are or who we are all while contemplating what we're supposed to be doing while here on earth. This inner search for meaning and purpose gives us little inclination to know one true God. Throughout our time seeking the Creator, we soon after discover why we were created. He loved the world he had made, and he wanted to look after it in the best way possible. To that end, he placed within his world a looking after creature, who would demonstrate to the creation who he is, the Creator, who he really was, and who would set to work developing the creation and making it flourish and fulfill its purpose. And this is one of the longest quotes that I pulled from the N.T. Wright book because it really just shows us the intention of why we're here and what we're doing here and why when we do find the creator, we also uh, discover why we've been created, which is to do his will, which is to spread the the love of God and to uh, get people saved, man, and just make sure we're being that light for others to turn to him as well. We're at a battleground for souls in America, especially, and I'm sure all over the world as well. That's what my book, 21 Days in Africa, is actually about. It's how much we're still, we're all so much in need of a savior, uh, even in this world that we're living in today. Our failure as humans to put the world to rights in systems of justice, as well as our failure to maintain and develop spirituality, involves both trust and love with the creator, two things that are lacking in our society right now. Perspective changes everything. You've heard that before. And some may feel the world is completely broken and others may say that there's a be- there's beauty everywhere you look. Right? You've, you've heard that before. There's beauty everywhere you look. Well, Wright states a chilling middle ground statement. The world is full of beauty, but the beauty is incomplete. Beauty, in other words, is another echo of a voice. What could be and will be hasn't fully reached completion. This put in perspective for the reader that we're in between the cross and the comeback. What have I been saying for so many times on this episode? We're in between the cross and the comeback. It's very important the way you live your life right now, being a Christian. Standing for truth right now is life or death in this culture and in this world and the way you live your life. N.T. Wright puts it plainly here when he says, Beauty seems to be the itching itself, the sense of longing, the kind of pleasure which is exquisite and yet leaves us unsatisfied. Our souls are longing to be with God in eternity, and, and we as people are unsatisfied until it is fully fulfilled. It's hard to dispute N.T. Wright's position on the collapse of truth. 
We talk about it on this show all the time. And he gives the insight that the collapse of truth has diminished the meaning of true beauty. If the cultural popular phrase, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, were accurate, then truth would be merely a way of talking about the fine feelings that went along with it. And that simply isn't how we define truth. We discussed on the last episode, the hand of God, or God's hand, whichever one we decided to call it. We, d- we discussed the reality of truth and how the truth has been there before you came to that conclusion. The truth always was. The truth was discovered, but it still is. It's subjective. It's concrete. You can't uh, mask it with feelings and emotion in man's hands. And it says, beauty fades quickly, but truth lasts forever. Just ask your grandma. <laughs> Oh, guys, like my professors low key love me because I'm I, if they read my work, they laugh because I stay throwing in like something super serious. And then, boom, I hit them with a little punchline. And then it just I, I just envision somebody reading this going, Aha! just ask your grandma. That's good. Anyway, I hope so. I'm a fool, guys. And that's why I can do a podcast in a room by myself and have a good time because I'm a fool. Uh, I'm a fool for you, Lord. All right, and then we start talking about in the book. We start talking in the book report. We, we, in the book review, I should say. Uh, we're in college now. It's a book review instead of book report. Uh, in part two, we see Wright put the magnifying glass on God and on heaven and on earth and discusses the overlapping and the interlocking of them while God makes his present known, seen, and heard to us. The one true God made a world that was other than himself because that is what love delights to do. And having made such a world, he has remained in a close, dynamic, and intimate relationship with it without in any way being contained within it or having it contained within himself. Jeez, guys, did you hear that? Like, what a bar. Oh my gosh, what a spiritual truth right there. Can I read that again for you guys, like, so we can just soak it in? Can we do that? Let's do it. If you're in your car right now, honk the horn, get hype, let's go. The one true God made a world that was other than himself because that is what love delights to do. And having made such a world, he has remained in a close, dynamic, and intimate relationship with it, without in any way being contained within or having it contained within himself. Ooh, outside of time, omnipresent. Let's go, Lord. You were so dope. I love you. Wright then dives deep into the history of Israel and why they are the chosen nation of God. Uh, not gonna lie, this part of the book, I was kind of like, I, I have a hard time with the Israel thing. I, like, I'm, I'm still kind of like a little baby in that, you know, per se, of like why they were chosen. But it kind of talks about it a little bit here. Uh, the new creation will come about only through one final sh- and shocking exile and restoration. He promises us in his word, word uh, in his word, in his word, proving once again he is faithful to his promises. This truth has led Christians to unite in prayer last year when Israel was being attacked by Palestine. I shouldn't put that in there. And that was like, mm, why did I put that in there? Why am I trying to relate the real world world into this right now? I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't know the whole Israel, and I just don't like. I mean, I'm just not good at talking about war because I feel like there's so much lies and propaganda to it that it's like hard to even you know know what's up, you know. Uh, But anyway, the New Testament scholar N.T. Wright then takes us on an adventure in discussing Jesus and the coming of God's kingdom. 
He reiterates the truth of us as humans getting to know Jesus, forming a relationship with him and having him dwell in us. And we are told as a reader of this book why we can trust the gospels and pull so much from them in our never-ending walk with the Lord. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's a proclamation that Jesus made in the public square. The kingdom of God is here! The kingdom of God is at hand! (laughs) I don't know how Jesus talked, but that was fun. That proclamation that he made, it reigns true to today. It's still this truth. That truth is not uh, ever left since he's ascended into heaven. That truth remains to today. Jesus' kingdom language must have been stirred precisely from those echoes discussed throughout this book, right? If you think about it, the kingdom language of like that echo of a voice is kind of through Jesus and what he's already been said and what his word already represents and it's already on our heart and it's the living truth. So it's out there. It exists. It is findable, but you have to seek and you will find. You have to want to know Christ. You have to want to know uh, who, who the real God is, right? And you know who the real God is through the Son, Jesus Christ, right? You know who the Father is through Jesus, all right? You know who the Holy Spirit is. He gave us the Holy Spirit because of what he did for us on that cross. And like, thank God he did, because without it, maybe I w- we would never have salvation. You know, we would never felt, the. because uh, I think there's a, a verse that talks about that, how the Holy Spirit draws us to, to, the, to the truth. I don't know what verse though. I got to get better at uh, being able to pull verses out of my uh, out of my hat, out of my mic, out of, out of, my, out of my headphones. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a hat on, so that's a rare thing, right? For Zach Rippy, Zach Rippy wears hats. All right, right. N.T. Wright then discusses the human and the divinity that is a hundred percent of Christ, which I love when a book talks about his divinity because in his humanness and how he's a hundred percent of both, it's so fascinating. And a lot of the books for school actually uh, really honed in on that, which was a, a really nice uh, thing to study over these last two years. Uh, and Wright explains why Jesus did what he did and why his followers, so soon after his death and resurrection, came to believe and do what they did. Hence, the Book of Acts. Go read it if you haven't. He shares his own experience as he has discovered Jesus being personally present in his life and active in the world in which we live in today. Now, something that N.T. Wright did a good job of, he would hit you with some truth, but then he would also share some some of his own experiences of um, Jesus being personally involved in his life and active in his world uh, that he's, you know, walking through uh, in this um, in his time. Dude's written a lot of books, so he's obviously actively you know, uh, writing down the things that are coming to him through, through the spirit. Uh, so we were giving God's breath of life and the Holy spirit is our counselor. We just kind of talked about that. The point of the spirit is to enable those who follow Jesus to take into all the world, the news that he is Lord and he has won the victory over evil. A new world has opened up and we are able to help make it happen by living kingdom focused lives. So not only will the Holy Spirit give you that truth when you need to hear it and illuminate God's word and onto your heart, but he will also, as it says here, enable those who follow Jesus to take into the world the news that he is the Lord and that he has won the victory over evil and that a new world has opened up. And that's only possible if you say yes to his will instead of your will. And you say, Lord, use me. I'm available. Living by the spirit over the flesh is an everyday battle. We've discussed that on this program. And only Jesus can can sustain you through it. He can also give you a stutter. (laughs) I'm making beats, y'all. I swear. God promises that through his spirit, he will remake the creation so that it becomes what it is straining and yearning to be. And yes, that means us. 
God is still using us. That's what he truly cares about on this planet. You know, yeah, he makes the wind move, the trees bend, and uh, the lightning strike, and the thunder happen. But you know who he truly cares about? It's people. You know, and that's, we got to realize that that means us, you know, like when we go to him, he's listening, like he don't care what the, you know, what the bugs are saying, or, you know, he might care what the birds are saying, because they're closer to him, a little high up, he uses them to, you know, communicate to people and tell people to start a podcast about him, you know, like he does stuff like that with the birds, but other animals and, and, um, you know, the everything else, the worldly stuff, it, it don't matter. You know, we matter to God. That's it. The souls, the spirits of, of man. Where's yours at? I ask you. Where's your families? Where's your friends? Send them the pod. Come on, come through. <laughs> we may know this and experience this, but reminding ourselves of it is always important. Celebrating God through scripture is one of the greatest ways to worship. Worship is the celebratory praise and adoration of God the Creator. One of its key tasks is to tell, in a thousand different ways, the story of creation and a new creation. We were created to worship and praise him. We have to lean into that and give the Lord what he desires from his children. We worship him not just for what he's doing right now, but for what he's already done through Jesus Christ. He has restored humanity and has gifted us with salvation to all those who believe in his son. God's inspired word deserves to be worshipped as it is to be trusted as the word of God. It is the record of revelation and it is to be treated as such. The work of God's spirit and his calling on the writers is what has influenced the 66 books that you have the opportunity to read today. It is all interconnected and man could never pull off such a thing. The entire body has a role in the kingdom. We are all built differently and his followers are the body of Christ while he is the head. We are called into being according to the purposes of God. We must never undermine or deflect this reality in which each and every one of us is called to live in his will and preach his name with boldness. We are living between heaven and earth and the new creation within us is the launch pad for the specifically Christian way of life. The Jesus-shaped way of being human is obtainable. The footsteps of Christ are obtainable. The cross and the resurrection way of life, the spirit-led pathway, and the footsteps of Christ are all possible if we transform into his likeness. Okay? Transform into his likeness. We are now in God's new world as his children and we are to simply walk in it. It is an honor to serve God and it is something that you will never regret. Simply Christian is a book that will flip your mind upside down, all while bringing you closer to the Lord's one and only truth. The biblical doctrine and answers found in his word are the focal point of the writing that will be beneficial for believers for years to come. We can question some of that most complex topics in the Bible, and it will allow us to know God deeper while we search for the answers. That's one of my favorite things about this book. It really represented questions and answers that a lot of people have, but not a lot of people seek. N.T. Wright seems to be a walking question mark that goes and finds the answer directly from the source. He's not afraid to go against the grain and his influence will be felt on the faith until the day Christ himself returns. What'd you guys think of the book review, dude? 
Wasn't that pretty sick, honestly? Like, yo, if you read that as a professor, wouldn't you be like, dang, all right. Like, this dude read the book. This dude understands the faith, you know? And like I said, you know, um, and when I write something, I take my time with it. You know, I get nerdy in the book. Just because I didn't read it straight through sitting down at a coffee table with a highlighter doesn't mean I didn't take away a lot from the book when I did read, you know, the first half. And then the second half, I, you know, like I said, kind of went through it. Um, but at the same time, man, the book is deep. It's it's complex. It's it's questioning things. It's ideas. And like I have the book for life right here at my desk right now. You know, like I can look through it any time and just pull from it and just you know get some revelation and spend time with Christ through that and have the Holy Spirit do what it do. So I wanted to give this to you as well so I can kind of learn it better and understand it better. And I just thought it was really cool. Uh, I, I wrote this and completed this when my wife and, and Noah were watching a movie. And I wanted to share it with them, but I didn't want to interrupt the movie. So I was like, ah, I'll just share it on the pod one day. Uh, and here's that day. So I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed uh, being able to share this with you guys. And I actually want to give you that. I actually wrote like a little response to it. That was part of it. Um, and I'll, I'll read that for you as well, uh, just so you can kind of see my response to it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I found it difficult at times to process the points he was making. At times, it was like a basket full of gems and it was hard to find the diamond I was looking for and I could take away with me. And that's just true. Sometimes you read something and it's like, bro, there's so much goodness in here that I don't know which one to like take with and run with. You know, and that's a good problem to have. Right. Uh, so because the reason I did the response to ask you, what's the one thing that you found like difficult or you didn't really agree with uh, with the writer? So this is kind of what I'm talking about here. And there were moments I felt either I was not spiritually mature enough to grasp it or the writer is just that brilliant of a thinker. Once I looked up his bio, I wasn't as hard on myself about it. I learned a lot from reading his work and I want to reread it a second time for a better understanding. I thoroughly enjoyed the way he wrote with boldness and all the questions that he asked ultimately got answered in a way that was biblically accurate. The further explanations I am seeking is mostly found in the story of the task chapter. I found myself rereading it a few times. I was trying to grasp what was being taught. It's not what N.T. Wright was saying that wasn't impactful. It was just harder to digest than the other chapters. No fault of his, just my own understanding of the material. This book, like many of the other books during this program, has opened my eyes to the spiritual truth and the sound doctrine that are attached to my faith. I love studying this because my own human thinking and reasoning are flawed and tainted. So having God's word be the basis of my beliefs and having my mind enlightened by something so deep deeply connected with my love of Christ has already been beneficial in the way I perceive the world around me as well as my inner sense of self. It's safe to say two years isn't enough of studying his word and Christian ministry. The search and the pursuit will never end and there is always more to learn. I want to know him better and these books help me feel one step closer. Simply Christian was a book I refer back to in my times of spiritual hunger and I'm grateful it was part of this semester's curriculum. Thank you for reading uh, and an incredible two years of DLI. I look forward to meeting you all at the graduation in June. Respectfully, Zach Rippey. Dude! Yeah, man. I uh, really enjoyed my program, dude. And I think it's a great way to be able to like uh, wrap up and basically, you know, kind of close this chapter with you guys is kind of giving you that um, and just, you know, appreciate everybody's support through it. Uh, I, I was pretty much, you know, I don't know, man. It was it was t- tough to do school with everything that else was going on in life. But um, God sustained me through it. And uh, got me on the other side to be able to like share about it. And uh, obviously, you know, opportunities and doors are going to open through it. And I'm hoping that uh, and I know that this is going to happen. I'm not hoping. Uh, I know that I'm just going to, you know, really enjoy seeing everybody that uh, I was, you know, studying under all the professors at the graduation at the and there's like a little conference and dinner. And uh, it's just gonna be really great to connect with all those guys and uh, just really just find out more about their ministry and what they do. And while also being able to show love and just thank them for the opportunity to uh, go through with the program. And uh, just so excited, man. Just just good stuff, man. God's really opened my uh, 
opened my heart and just opened my life uh, in these last two years since coming to him. And uh, I'll forever be a uh, living testimony, I feel like, of his goodness. And I just want to give that to the world and just praise him for it and just show you guys the value of worshiping and worshiping him and uh, finding out more about the creator and just getting nerdy with it, man. Just have fun knowing that like, yo, you get to know your God more, you know, don't don't shy away from it or view it as a religious thing. Look at it as a relationship thing, you know, look at it as like, yo, I get to find more about like the guy that created me, the guy that died for me, you know, like what? This is nuts. And then even just having that that. Uh, that peace of mind knowing that yo when you die you good like you know where you're going you know like that's a big truth to have and like i said in the script man man is not capable of writing that bible and making sure it's all connected like that man could never do that like that's all god breath you know and uh yeah okay there might be a couple things that weren't translated correctly but at the end of the day the spirit reveals what the spirit reveals and truth is truth you know and uh i know jesus died for me I know Jesus is with me. I know he indwells inside me. I know he's ascended. I know he's at the right hand of God. I know he's coming back. I know he puts uh, his protection and his healing over his people. And I know he's got a plan that's that's bigger and better than anything I could have ever came up with myself. And I hope you are all in alignment with me when I say these things, because that's the truth. And that's what we need to live and uh, soak in and uh, believe as we go about our daily life and choose that spirit. Don't choose that fear. You know, uh, if you want to prepare for stuff that might uh, go south, then do so uh, in faith. And also ask God to help you uh, do all those things that you need to do to, you know, make sure your house is in order and make sure your house is in a happy place. You know, like the, like the, what that book was really sharing and, and really uh, opened my eyes to is like, you know, if you can make sure your house is happy, you know, that's that's a very uh, that's a very blessed thing to say. And like, you know, honing in on your family, honing in on um, your well-being and just your, your lifestyle and just your habits and the things that you value uh, and making sure those things that you value is of God. And it's not false idols. It's not worldly. It's not distractions. It's not entertainment. It's, it's growth. It's spiritual growth. It's growth in relationships. It's spreading the love of God. You know, when you go out to the store, when you go out with friends, when you bring people to the house, uh, when you connect with people, when you go to a graduation, when you go on vacation, you know, there's so many opportunities in our everyday life to spread the love of God. And this is what being simply Christian is about. And uh, it's on us to be his foot soldiers. So I encourage you today, uh, go out there and spread the love of God, you know, smile at people, shake hands, do something nice with somebody, you know, represent Christ. And if somebody, you know, ever opens a door, you know, say his name, you know, talk about him, talk about like the gospel, you know, share about it, you know, don't get, you don't got to get all like John three sixteen on him, but you can hit him with, you know, some real life stuff. And that's the best way to bring people to Christ because it's showing them with love. It's, it's first relational. And that's all Jesus represented. He stopped to minister the one in front of him. He didn't save everybody. He didn't heal everybody. Wasn't doing miracles in front of everybody. It was always the one that was right under his shoulder, right in front of him that he was helping out or the one he was on the way to help. All right. So that's that's the way you got to view this life and the way you view uh, your gospel spreading tendencies. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this podcast. Please share this specific episode. Please share the last one. Uh, that's it. That's it. the show is free. You just got to pay a share. You just got to share it. one share. That's it. Just one. All right. Y'all much love.